thank you, Lord, for your love and your kindness. We are no longer a slave of sin. We are free to worship. We are free to praise. We bless you this morning. Thank you for the snow to remind me of your blessing falling on all of us, Lord. Thank you for for time of refreshing. Thank you for, for a word from you to raise our spirit again. Father, I pray for the United States. I pray for a fresh wind to blow in the nation. Raise this nation again to go all over the world to share about Jesus. And as you do, use this community. Use this also, this church, Cornerstone, so that we can impact our, our next generation for the kingdom of God. We thank you, we bless you, and we love you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Good morning. My name is Billy, Billy Matiabo. Always excited and to share the word of God. There's one line in Chariot of Fire. He said, when I run, I feel pleasure. When I share God's word, I feel pleasure. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really an opportunity and a blessing to be used by God to share his word. We are still studying the book of 1 Peter. And today is the last chapter. We start the last chapter in chapter 5, verse 1 and 5. And here Peter wants to begin to exhort shepherd. And there is a reason why he would do that. Now, in his letter, he was talking to everybody in local churches. But at this point, there is a turning, there is a shift he wants to focus on the leader in those local churches. And at all times, and especially during persecution, we need good leadership to lead God's people. So Peter wants to provide that in his letter. He wants to help, he wants Shepherd to begin to help those sheep who are harassed, they are going through difficulty. He wants to give them some direction how to to help the sheep to navigate those difficult times. I want us to read the text first, and I will give you the context of uh, the message today. Let's go to chapter 5, verse 1 and 1 through 5. So I exhort you, I exhort the, the elder among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partner, a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering, over those in your charge, but being examples 
to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Can you give me that picture I have there about the shepherd? It's good that we, we have this concept because it's referring to elders as shepherd. Now, when you have shepherd, shepherd lead always by going in front of the sheep. And everything that the sheep will encounter, the shepherd has to experience that first. And they have a staff they do different things with sheep. They do different functions. They feed them. They lead them to the green pasture. They, sometimes those sheep, sheep are really dumb. They're not very intelligent. I'm not calling you dumb. <laughs> they need a leader. Sometimes they get, they get stuck in rocks and, and, and they, they, the Bible says sometimes the, the shepherd will have to leave 99 and go to the mountain to deliver that, that ship. They provide protection. They guide them. They lead them. I mean, it, their life is the life of the sheep. They live for the sheep. <clears throat> now, everything that those sheep will encounter, those shepherds have to face it first. Now, when we go to our text, the first words there, he says, so. So when Peter is saying so, he wants to connect what he said previously in his letter to what he's about to say now. So he says, so, what did he say last, what did we learn last week? We learned that the judgment that we need will start in the house of God. But who do we have in the house of God? We have shepherd and we have sheep. So Peter is about to tell them, listen, shepherd, everything, that persecution I'm, I'm talking about, that all suffering I've been telling you, you are the shepherd, you will face it first. And after you have experienced it, you will be able to model Christian maturity to the rest of the sheep. And then now we're about to, to dive in to the responsibility that it will give us concerning shepherd, the responsibility and also some attitude he wants them to have. Now, elders, how can we define elders? Elders in the church, they're like uh, spiritual advisors, if we can, we can say. They're like spiritual advisors. They're like shepherds. They are mature. They went through something in life. They, they are experienced. They have a, a good relationship with God. And they are charged by God to watch over the, the sheep, the believers in local churches. They are pastors. Now, in our text, we have five verses. 
In verse 1 and verse 2, the first part of verse 2, Peter will give them two principles. They will give uh, our shepherd two principles they, they need to live by. Now, in verse 2, the second part of verse 2 and verse 3, he will give them some attitude and responsibility. And in verse 4, he will remind them of the reward. It's not, you are not in this for nothing. God will reward you. And in verse 5, he will also give the responsibility that the sheep have. Uh, he will not forget about the sheep. He will come back to that. So let's see the two principles that he gives them. Let's start in verse 1. So I exhort you, I exhort the elder among you. It's a, you need to understand that Paul was, was an apostle. He had apostolic authority. He could have started the sentence by saying, so I commend you, because he had that, that authority. He could have said, I, I urge you. But he didn't say that. He said, I exhort you. I appeal. I'm appealing to you. That's a position of humility. It's a position of humility. And if you, you keep reading, he say, I'm exhorting you as a fellow elder. <laughs> I'm among you. It's not because I, I, I was among the, the 12 original apostles that I'm so special. No, I'm a fellow. I'm, we are in the same team. And he's saying, I'm also, as a partaker, so he's identifying himself to the team. And you need to understand those local churches were not led just by, by one elder. It was a team effort. They were together. And as, a, as like, a, like a college, together they were leading the, the affairs of, of the local church. So Peter put himself in that team. He said, I'm one of you. We are in this together. So that's a position of humility. And let's see the first part of uh, verse 2 there. He said, shepherd the flock of God. Shepherd the flock, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. So we see that he wants them, number two, he wants them to have the heart of God in what they do. You must do this, you must put your heart into this. Shepherd them, have oversight. And as I, I said in the beginning, oversee over those sheep by providing guidance. Lead them, nurture them. Uh, look for green pastures and feed them, warn them, there are wolves out there. Teach them a sound doctrine so they will be sound. Do all those things. Put your heart into this. Now, let's go to the second, the second part of that verse 2. He said, do this not under compulsion, but willingly. That's the, the first responsibility attitude he wants them to have there. He said, do it willingly. Don't be forced to do it. Don't let your service, your 
your pastoring become like a chore where you have to you have to motivate yourself in a high energy requirement of ministry. No. Do it because of what God has done for you. Give your life to the sheep. Do it because you love me, you love God, and serve the sheep with that attitude. He says, do it willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Second attitude there, he wants them to be eager to teach, but not to cash. Finances. You know, finances is a tricky thing in ministry. We can be supported when we do God's work, but we're not serving for, for support. In other words, we are not serving to gain something. I'm not serving because I want the sheep to give me something. No. Finances, financial motiv- uh, finance, finances should not be the motivation for us to, of our service, but we can be supported as we do God's work. It's very tricky. Remember the, the story of uh, Gehazi with uh, Elisha? This Assyrian uh, official who came for healing, he came to, to see Elisha. He said, I heard you heal people. The prophet said, no, I, I don't have that power. But just go dump yourself seven times in the river and you will be healed. And the men started arguing, we have better rivers in Syria, why? He didn't come out himself and lay his hands on me. And the servant who was close to him, he said, listen, master, if he would have asked you millions of dollars, you would have given to him. He just said, go and dump yourself seven times. And you'll be healed. And he was healed. And he came with gifts. He wanted to give the prophet some gifts. The prophet said, no, keep your gift. God as freely heal you, just go and worship him. Now, if you read the story, Gehazi went back. He followed that man back. He said, you know, Elisha had some guests after you left. He needs he need those gifts. And we know the end of Gehazi. He had leprosy. That's how he died. So when, when we serve, it's not for gain, for financial gain. We serve because we love God. We serve because we, he did everything for us. We want to, to give back. And if we can be supported in the process, praise God. But that should not be our motivation. So he's telling them to, to serve, not uh, to look for cash. And then he said in verse 3, not domineering over those in your charge, but being example to the flock. So he wants them to be meek. He doesn't want them to have uh, author, author, uh, like authoritarian approaches for ministry. He, doesn't, he wants servant, servant leadership. I want you to serve the sheep. I don't want you to control them. I want you to lead them to the green pasture. I want you to, to give your life to them.
verse number four. In verse number four, he wants to remind those leaders that when they are serving, God is going to reward them. They're not doing this for nothing. And this is a hallmark of apostles. Apostles, they always want to motivate the present behavior by reminding us all the time that there is life after, that we are serving God, but we are sharing Jesus' suffering now, but we will reign with him. There is an, an unfading glory coming. We will be with the Lord forever. There is a reward. And when we see that there is a reward, we can go through suffering easily. Apostles do that all the time when you read the, the text. Verse 4, he say, And when the chief shepherd, the chief shepherd hears Jesus, and those elders need to model their life by, watching, by, by remembering what the chief shepherd did when he was here on earth, and they need to model what the chief shepherd did and model it to the sheep. He said, when the, the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. So, there is life. There is eternal life. We spend God, uh, the eternity with the Lord, and God is going to reward, to reward us for what we've done for him. And then in verse 5, he gives them, he, he wants to remind also the sheep. He wants to give a prescription to the sheep there. He wants to tell them, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elder. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He's trying to tell them this. You may have different positions. There may be elders, and you are under them. But all of you, you are called to live in conformity with Christ. You, you, you must be like Christ, all of you. It doesn't matter your position. And he wants them to esteem the leader among them. He wants them to make their life easy. They have left everything for you. Don't, they're not serving for gain. They're not serving to gain something. They've left everything. They are giving literally their life for you, sheep. So make their life easy. If at times you have to send them on vacation to catch some fish, do it. <laughs> I don't think I just say that. <laughs> Forget that fact. Esteem them. They are little, you know, I, I want to give you a secret for, for pastor. They, they, won't, they won't tell you that. But pastor give literally their hearts to everybody. Like, we have a piece of Pastor Floyd heart, a piece of his heart. We have it. So when, when someone leaves the church, for example, for good or bad reason, they have to relocate for work purposes or they get hurt. They get hurt all the time. And God has to heal, to heal them, to heal that wound all the time. Because he's the healer, he's the chief shepherd. He went through it. 
So, and, and those pastors, they, they literally give their life for the sheep. Like uh, the, all the elders we have among us here. They literally, like all week they're thinking about the, the kids. <laughs> what are they going to, to be taught? The youth. They're thinking about, about God's people. Those who are sick among us. We have people who have questions. They don't have answers for. Elders are praying for them not to give up. Not to give up. So make life easier for them. They are dealing with difficulty, cancer all week. We want them to be refreshed so that when they come, because we live on what they, they are teaching us. We want them when they stand, they are preaching the word of God. We want them to be fresh, to receive something fresh from God and to share it to us. So this is a, my sermon in one sentence is this. When leaders model Christian character, when they model it through godly character, when they model Christian maturity through godly character, then the whole church will look up to Christ. It's Jesus Christ who gives hope during a difficult time. So as a leader, we must model Christian maturity. We must model through our character. And as we do it, everybody else will begin to look at Jesus, the chief, the chief shepherd. It's him who gives hope. He would give us hope when we navigate difficult period in life. Let's read one last verse and we will. Oh, this is a NFL Sunday, right? So let's read one last verse and bring that ball to the, <laughs> the finishing line. Like jump and boom. <laughs> First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and 13. I don't know, I feel like praying today for, for our leaders. We're going to pray for our elders who are here today. Just feel like we need to pray for them. We need to lay hands on them. For God to, to give them grace and to lead us. To lead us. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12 and verse 13. And this is another apostle saying this. This is our Apostle Paul. He said, we ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in the love because of their work. It's amazing. They have a, they have a pray for them. They are the first to be criticized because they confront everything first. It's like in your house. When the enemy wants to come in your house, it comes through the parent first before it goes to the, to the kids. The Bible says when the enemy comes in the house, he wants to, to, to attach the strong man first. So when the enemy comes in the church, he will attack the leaders first. The leader will encounter that first. 
So that's why we need to cover them in prayer all the time. They get criticized when they do good things or bad things. <laughs> so it's a tough job. We need to pray for them, to cover them in prayer, so that they can, they can minister to the body easily and with grace. Worship team, come. Lead us in a, like a nice... Uh, just play, play the keyboard for, for a while. I want, I want all our elders who are here, would you come? We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Um, and for those who are not there, we will also pray for them as well. We just want to... I want some elders today. I saw Dwayne somewhere. Is, is he here? So when, when is Dwayne is not here? Okay, I will just... I will just appoint some Bill, come over here with your wife. We're going to pray for those folks. Bill, come with your wife. Chris, come. Chris, come. We're going to pray for the elders. Um, I'm going to ask some. I saw Mark. Mark. Mark, come. Yes. We're going to pray. I want, I want I want us to pray for our elder. Dwayne, right? I don't know if I'm pronouncing. <laughs> Come, we're going to pray for our elders. One more. Hallelujah. Let's just... Uh, Hallelujah. Remind me your name, brother. <laughs> Remind me your name again. Dan, come. <laughs> Dan, come. We're going to pray. Um, excuse me, but Elder, come, come a little close over here. Can we surround them? I want us to lay their hands on, hands on them. Let's surround them. And as we pray over them, let's Pray for those, the other elders who are not here. We just want to pray for God's blessing over them. Um, thank you for the gift that uh, you are sharing on, on the, the leadership. Continue to do this. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for their family. Let's pray for God to give them clarity. Because as God leads them, we will be led. We are following them as they are following Christ. So I want to ask for maybe three, three elders. Uh, Ren, you will pray, and maybe Chris, you will also pray, and then you will, you will end this. Just speak what's in your heart. Release a blessing over them, over the leaders of our church, for God to do what he wants to do. Father God, we are so grateful because we know that we are in a chosen place. And we know that your, your body does not move by accident, but by uh, your instruction. So we thank you, Father, for this favored place that we're in. We thank you for our, our leaders, our elders. We thank you that uh, there is such a dependency of you that they have. And because of this, we can move forward. Father, we, we love them and we love your protection of them.
and we bless them in Jesus' name. Father God, we lift up Floyd and Elaine to you and their family, Leon and Wanda, Mark and Kelly and Ryan and Char. Father, we lift them up to you. Lord, we ask you, we thank you that you are the one that protects them. Lord, they are about your business. We ask you that you would give them revelation, how to lead. Uh, We thank you that we can trust you for protection and inspiration. God, you are the chief shepherd. We thank you, Lord, for this church, for this body. And may your gospel go out from them into us and, and into the world for your purposes. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Dear God, we just please ask the protection and protection and guidance over our leaders and elders in this church. And uh, you know who Floyd and Elaine and all the rest of the team. And we have teachers and the musical people. And just please bless all of them and protect them, protect their families. And let all the rest of us be good followers and to help them to further your word in this community and in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Be blessed.